Welcome to episode one of season two of Trill Talk with Sam. I have a very special group, I'm sorry, a very special celebrity power couple um, on my show today. It's my grandma and papa. <laughs> to me, that's what they are. Anyway, um, so Roderick and Virginia Warren. My grandparents have agreed to come on the show and talk to me, so I'm really excited. I feel like we always have really good interactions, um, so I thought I'd share that with y'all. Um, like I said to him earlier before we started recording, I said, um, do y'all need any demands? Do y'all you know, require a couple white roses? Do you require certain snacks? You know, some celebrities be having a list of demands. So my grandma said, what did you say, grandma? I said, sometimes I prefer Fiji water or a bottle of smart water. Yeah. But I'll go ahead and go along with the water that I have. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a sweet, sophisticated grandma way of saying, I will enjoy your great value water. <laughs> I and I have, for those of you that follow me on social media, mostly on Facebook, of course, you see pictures and you see posts, but sometimes you might see me post a status about how funny my grandpa is. I'll just post the interaction and then everybody will be laugh reacting and commenting. And people that know him in real life know he is hilarious. But I have my lovely papa. Thank you for joining us, papa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he's very excited. He's oozing with excitement, so... Y'all can't see it, but he's happy to be here. <laughs> Anyways, so I just had like a few questions. I know that um, this is a very different time. And I feel like um, some viewpoints that are really important to hear or to know about is our elders, the people that have seen a lot of change over the last few decades. More than we have. You know, we we've just experienced... Seven months of 2020, and a lot of us, including myself, feel ourselves unraveling a little bit, or we feel like, wow, this is really a lot. But we forget that our grandparents, our parents, our elders, our ancestors have experienced a lot, way more than we really have. And so um, I feel like you can get a lot of wisdom, you can get a lot of understanding and you can get a lot of um important experiences from them if you talk to them and if you listen um now don't get me wrong you have some people who <clears throat> they are considered an elder technically they are also the leader of the free world and i don't think he has a lot of wisdom right now that he's pouring out but if he was um, actually a good leader and being a good person, then he probably would. But this isn't about DT. Please send us our next stimulus check. <laughs> this is about the good elders, the people that are close to you, the people in your community that have a lot to offer you, to, you know, tell you a lot. I think history from, or history or past event experience from the person that saw it sometimes is better than what you read. A lot of what we have is fabricated or 
it's not really everything. So again, it's important to hear straight from them. So without further ado, going into some things I wanted to talk about. What do you think about 2020 so far? 2020 has been an amazing, strange, and different year. 2020 has been a year like I've never seen before. Uh, things have changed. Everything has changed. And we got to look at the, the good and the bad and the ugly. Uh, one thing good is that technology is so vast until we're able to contact one another even though we're in a serious uh, pandemic, we're in a serious time of uh, racial tension, everything that's going on is very difficult for everyone. But we uh, are kind of able to push along with it because we know that this is just a particular season and things have happened in seasons for many years. But uh, 2020 has been very different. Never seen a year like this, but I believe that technology and the progression of communication was a just a plan so that we could be in contact for such a time as this. Hmm. What do you think, Papa? Well, I think that 2020 has to, is, um, I say, a, a disaster disaster for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, we know things that went on recently and during the years, past years, but nothing has come to light as it has in 2020. And 2020 has really brought a true light, a true light out to how we feel mm -hmm. as being black and dealing with the situation that, um, going on. I can remember the time, you know, when you worked the job and with uh, a white person and they made uh, $2.50 an hour and you made a dollar and a half. You know, and we still fight for equality that we've been going on for the last hundred years. And uh, I think it's time now that we get this. You know, we don't want to sit on your porch, talk to you, uh, eat your food. We just won't be able to have a porch <laughs> and food to eat, mm -hmm. you know, um, real food, you know, not, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, non-nutritional food. Yeah, you know? I get what you're saying, yeah. You know, we, we, we won't, we, we won't. Nutrition of food, you know, we want to get along still now in the earlier time up until 2020. The church is the most surrogated place on the earth. Mm. That's true. Mm. And which we should all be joined together by now, you know, and something <coughs> that people just don't get the picture that. You know, we can all live, as uh, it was said, why can't we all just live together? Yeah. That's all we're asking. Yeah. That's well, that's, I was just about to go into that next about the civil rights era. I know <clears throat> that was actually right around the time that, 
Y'all are dating and got married. So I know you were young people during that time or right around the age group of the people that mm-hmm. are listening uh, or most of the audience out there. So during your time, during that time, um, mm-hmm. so we we're we're from Petersburg, Virginia. So in yeah. this area, um, did you witness or hear any protesting? I know there wasn't technology then like it is now. Like someone could live stream and share, and everyone would see it. But living here, did you see it? You know, like outside, did you see it? Hear about it? Oh, protesting? Yeah. We had sit-ins down in Petersburg. Um, when they had the integration of the school, we had two schools, you know, one for the blacks and one for the whites. Um, I think that the white school were getting them better uh, technology or better books at that time than the, than the blacks we're getting, but yet and still, we still turn out some prominent black. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you know, that. Some out of uh, our school system, although we wasn't getting the the, the best of education. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I believe that helped us more that we had strong black teachers that mm-hmm. were willing to um, give us the knowledge that they had, so we could gain better knowledge. Um, it wasn't that much uh, fighting and stuff during that time, but we still protest. We still sat in the, um, um, not the uh, W.T. Grant restaurants, you know. Um, we still had um, the bus station had the black side and the white side. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you, you know, um, we were still... Um, Committing robbery, uh, you know, as a black man, I commit a robbery. I get thirty years. White man commit robbery, he get ten years. Um, there's a lot of unequal. Oh, I um, think they still doing that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part didn't stop. On, you know that. that yeah. Not, not saying um, it's still not saying we have on um, maybe one or two blacks on the police force. You know, to the to the black, that was a big thing. In reality, it was nothing. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, we still have blacks on police force, but our police department is still um, mainly mostly white. Yeah. Um, the thing that I said change that we did go from uh, a white police chief to a black police chief, but as we all know. Even though you had a position, it's still a limitation placed on you as a black person. So yeah, so the, so the going back to the protest that you saw, did you actually participate in any, or did you see it when you would be out? I saw out. I, I, I did not actually participate, not because I didn't want to, but at that particular time. You know, my grandma was raising me, and she swore to beat the crap out of me if I participate. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. You know, because we still had blacks that were scared of white people. Yeah, so you she know. was trying to protect yeah. even though it may not have came off that way. Right. She wanted 
that was yeah, that speaks to how mothers same, and grandmothers felt. That same that uh, black mentality. Uh, you know, you don't mess with white folks. You know, mm. um, but you know, I saw I saw it done. I saw blacks participating in, mm-hmm. in, in sit-ins and all um, things, and I've seen things change. And now mm-hmm. black, I mean, our uh, bus station went from black side to white side to just a section for everybody. Mm-hmm. How about you, Grandma? Did you see anything? I, I saw some of it. I, I, I did see some of it. Mm-hmm. I, I went to school from the age of 10 to uh, about 15 or 16 years old. I didn't live in Virginia, so the protesting part, I did not get to see. Mm-hmm. I saw it on television, but actually walking downtown and seeing it, I did not see. Mm-hmm. But I do, however, remember the factor that whenever we went downtown on Saturdays, uh, my mom would tell me which bathroom I had to use mm-hmm. and where we had to sit at. We we usually went to W.T. Grant and had some lunch, mm-hmm. but we had to sit in a particular designated area. Mm-hmm. Uh, being young, as I said, I left at 10 years old. Being young, I did not realize that this was, you know, this was discrimination. You know, you right. just think, You're a kid, this you is, don't know. This you think is it's how it's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, this is just life. Mm-hmm. But when I came back at uh, the age of 15 and six, or between 15 and 16 years old, I began to see some things. I began to see the fact that uh, when I got back to my high school, I went one time, went one entire year, mm-hmm. and at the end of the year, I saw something on my report card, and I wondered what it was. And it says, we do not offer the course we allowed you to take all year. Mm-hmm. And I went, why would you allow me to take a course all year? Mm-hmm. When I went to my guidance counselor, he said to me, the course that you took is offered in New York, but it is not offered in the state of Virginia to us. Mm, wow. The only way you can continue your education on the line that you were studying in mm-hmm. up there is that you would have to go to Petersburg High. Well, wow. I said, okay, can I go there? He said, oh, no, that's only for whites. What? No, what class was it? That's why I'm curious to know. What do you remember? What subject it was? Yeah, it's it was descriptive education. Descriptive. It's called descriptive education. Mm-hmm. It was taught like uh, the head of it really, Coach Blue, did a lot of it. But the wow. thing that amazed me was that I could not go to the school that offered the course mm-hmm. that I could continue in. Mm-hmm. That was very amazing to me. I had one more incident when I was married, and uh, my husband was at work, and my father used to take us for a ride with my two little girls, and my little girls wanted something to drink. You know, they were having fun in the car. Mm -hmm. No car seats at that time. Mm -hmm. So they were having fun, and they wanted a drink. We stopped at Shoney's, and we stopped at Shoney's. My father says to me, oh, no, you can't get out. Uh, We'll just have to get ours and uh, take it. And ride with it. Mm -hmm. And I went like, wow. Being introduced to it, reintroduced to it, when I had the knowledge of what was was going going on. on. To know what was going on. Mm -hmm. To know that I was so different that I could not go into a restaurant. Mm -hmm. That I had to eat my food in the car. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Was uh, it was it was pretty awful. So what about integration after? So right now, even though the the changes are different, there's more things going on. There's a lot of things going on at once. You got um, changes with racial equality. You got gender equality. You got all kinds of things going on. So the transition, is, what I'm trying to say is we're all transitioning and getting used to new normals on different yeah. planes. So at that time, I know 60s, late 60s going into the 70s, or really all the 60s going into the 70s, you start to see integration as a major theme in the United yeah. States. So... What was that like? Did you see people out there protesting the integration? Or did Petersburg do a good job of just kind of just going right into it? Well, I think um, really that Petersburg did a good job as far as um, moving us, you know, all together as... as, um, black and white, um, mm-hmm. that really wasn't that much violent mm-hmm. going on between um, the school because first it was it was that Peabody, which was a black school, played Petersburg High, which was a all-white school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually they started to... I got a quick question. You mean in, in sports, right, football? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Um... Pretty well. What I'm trying okay. to say is who won? Huh? Peabody? Yeah, Peabody. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, Peabody yeah, won. I figured. <laughs> but um, you know, Peabody won and then um he eventually um moved into the point that they decided to shut the black school down and move mm-hmm. the blacks into the white school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they 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 took away our history mm, as is is yeah. um black because Peabody mm-hmm. High School was in this area as far as um you know like then we did uh of uh Sussex Norfolk you know the, the part of that Peabody High School was well known mm. back in the far as sports. You know, that is just astounding. And it's like, we don't want to acknowledge that in some case, really in all cases, our history, whether it's big or small, can be erased and will be erased if we're not careful. And for people that are listening that are local to Virginia, you you hear all kind of things. And don't get me wrong, Petersburg school system has been some... It's been some errors, and it's been some a lot of things that could have been done better. But that's one you never hear about the glory days of Peabody. You never hear about the no. glory days of Petersburg school systems. And like my grandpa was saying earlier, though we were limited on books and and the the proper things that the education system high schools needed. Petersburg or Peabody High still produced yes. some successful black people. It still produced whether they whether they work in class, business owners, doesn't matter. There are some upstanding and and really good people out here 
who came out of Peabody High School and came out of Petersburg schools during that time, but they don't talk about that. We only, and you know, Petersburg isn't the only, there are white, Mexican, Asian, all types of school systems or areas that may have started off great, but may not be doing so well right now, but they don't zoom in on that. They only zoom in or they, or they talk about both, you know, both facets of it, but not Petersburg or not um, predominantly black schools. So I think that's really interesting. And that's really my first time hearing about it, you know, hearing about um, how great Peabody High School was at that yeah, time. Well, Peabody High School actually um, turned out um, with yeah. a limitation on books. You know, the white folk got the best books and <laughs> we got the leftover, if you want to say. But um, we had many uh, uh, blacks to turn out from Peabody to became, you know, outstanding citizen, well recognized citizen, you know, had some to become lawyers and mm-hmm. doctors, you know, you know, edu- educator, education, you know. Um they were really prosperous. Uh, and although we were limited, um, but actually what happened was, you know, um the white decided that, you know, we're going to get y'all another way because what they did was after they integrated the blacks into Petersburg High, then the whites started moving out of Petersburg, which meant that they were taking their kids out of uh, P- um, Petersburg, mm-hmm. which was predominant white students now have become so that was a protest, if you think about it. Yeah. That was a, a, a actual... And see, sometimes we think even though marching is good, and now that was horrible what happened, because what ended up happening is... And that's actually on um, the Virginia SOL, or was when I took it when I was in school. Um, the, it was called the White Flight, which my grandpa was just saying when Petersburg integrated... A lot of white parents, most of them, took their kids out. So that is that is actually a fact, and um, that was them protesting. They didn't go outside with signs like my grandpa. My grandpa was saying you didn't see any a lot of that, but you did see them actually pick up and move, take everything out. So that's that's interesting to hear. What about stores or like retail areas? How did that go with with integrating? Um, what that did, I think, is that in the area of Petersburg, we had a lot of blacks that owned stores, mm-hmm. owned their own stores, mm-hmm. you know, um, and by in- integrating, um, those were sort of eased away from us. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a, a lot of black-owned beauty parlors, a lot of owned black barbershop. You know, a little, you know, not big stores, not big grocery store, but those mom and pop stores where yeah, you, you know, people could go mm-hmm. um, to serve. Um, but now, uh, it's very hard to really find that type of uh, place mm-hmm. that black people had then now. Yeah. You know, uh, most of those grocery store stuff like that is um, gone. Um, we had um, the Boulevard mm-hmm. Cab Company, which is <laughs> still existed. Yeah. And the Richardson 
uh, cab company, which were owned by black. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, uh, two drugstore, mm-hmm. um, O.P. Harris uh, was a drugstore, black drugstore, and there was another one I can't recall right now. William and Moody. William and Moody. They had um, a drugstore, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so basically, integrating businesses wasn't a huge issue because black-owned businesses was a thing, and it wasn't something that was, <clears throat> I won't say new, mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm saying it, it wasn't something that was that was strange for you to see or wasn't something that was that huge of a deal because because you couldn't go places, people made their own, and the community supported it because that was the only choice right. and so mm-hmm. hmm. that's kind of a I think that's a good thing go ahead grandma and one more thing <clears throat> one more thing on that one more thing on the subject of um finding out that you were different is that uh <laughs> when you went to the hospital <clears throat> you were designated a particular floor that you had to be on mm-hmm. I learned that as a little girl when I had my tonsils out they put you on the second floor, mm-hmm. and that's where you. I think all we had was the all blacks on the second. Floor. All blacks were on the second floor mm-hmm. of the hospital, so uh, you didn't go all over the hospital. Also, oh, black patients, black staff, or there was no black staff. It was, it was black staff? Okay, it was black staff mm-hmm. to serve um, the black black patients. Okay, black patients. Okay, black patients. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, great man, you still have white all ends okay. on top of the black floor because you had our end, black our end, but they were not in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that was done for the black, the only blacks that were on the other floor were employees, and mainly most of them were like nursing assistants. No RNs or really no LPNs. And how about doctors? We had our own doctors. Yeah, we had our own doctors. We had your own doctor, but the mm-hmm. RN was... So the RN, white RNs that they had that were over the other nurses. Mm-hmm. Right. We had <laughs> black RNs, but no, nobody in, in charge. charge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of that type of setup... I don't remember the name of the author, but I think it's called Medical Genocide or mm-hmm. something like that. If you Google it, you'll find exactly. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact um, term because my mouse isn't working. The exact author. But that speaks volumes on how black people have been and still are being treated medically. So what advice? Would you give people who are getting through this time, so coronavirus and, like I said, different things from racial equality to gender equality. There's a lot of change going on. And even with social distancing, being at home a lot more and not being able to do the things that were normal, it's just a total shift for everyone. So for those that are trying to get through it, what simple day-by-day advice could you give them? My advice would be to try to get the fear out. The biggest thing that's attacking us right now is fear. 
And uh, we know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that's a beautiful scripture, and it's my go-to scripture. But a lot of times, the best of us don't have that strength at the moment of desperation or at the moment of tragedy, uh, at the moment of uh, a serious illness. So the thing that we have to try to boost ourselves in, I will not fear it. I will not fear. I'm going to get over this. And my favorite saying is, this too shall pass. Yeah. Because this is not here to stay. This is not the end. Not, don't get so scared that every time you get it, you're going to die. Don't let anyone tell you that. Um, begin to be hopeful. Begin to make plans. Do what you can do in your home. Do what you can do in your life. If you like walking outside in your yard, uh, they say putting your hands in the dirt, just planting house house plants or going outside digging yeah. or reading. Find something that you yourself really enjoy that can be done without a community of people, without a bunch of people. But I said most of all, stay in contact with one another. Yeah. Stay in contact with your friends, with your family. And for me, I enjoy my favorite people my grandchildren <laughs> i think she's talking about me y'all <laughs> my grandchildren make me laugh i it's nice and uh, my husband and i really have fun when we get around them so find out what you enjoy find out who you enjoy and yeah. what fulfills your life besides going to the gym besides going to a big restaurant with a big crowd Find out what else you can do. Learn new things to enjoy. Mm, that's good. That's good advice, Grandma. What do you think, Papa? What's some advice you could give um, people, young adults, adults, well, older adults, everybody? Older. Okay. <laughs> everybody. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> young adults. Um, yeah. Young people, listen to the older generation. You know, <laughs> it might not been a, this this epidemic that they're going through now, but they have been through some. Yeah. You know, many that, epidemics. Many pandemics. Especially older black people. Yes. yes. Black people. I, I agree with that. That worse than what's going on now. Mm -hmm. One thing you have to do is you got to, whether you think it's been planted for us or there's something happened, you know, you got to follow the rules. Okay, you know, that's true. If the people say, wear masks, wash your hands, do whatever, you know, it's not that, it's not that much, you know, that don't make you stop you from being free because somebody told you something that to protect your health, that's dumb. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's dumb. You know, you got to protect your own health and you need to listen. Well, thank you for that advice, for sharing that. I hope that that helps. Um, like I said, sometimes wisdom and understanding and just listen to each other's experience, experiences as far as older generations can be helpful. 
So, um, if you don't have a grandma and papa to give you any <laughs> advice, then I hope that my grandma and papa could be your grandma and papa in this moment and give you some advice and some love and some a good talking too, because some of y'all need it. I know I be needing it sometimes, so I'm glad I got them. But thank you for tuning in, and um, thank y'all for coming on for joining me. Thank um, you. Thank you for inviting us. Yes, we feel honored. I will give my people to give with your people to send you. <laughs> You will get your feed for people. being on my show. When we get our money, <laughs> <laughs> it's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> All right, till next time, y'all.